podcast everything fantastic strange and science fictional i'm your host matt with my co-hosts i'm bert i'm katie i'm bert this week i'm katie (laughs) swapping names swapping body parts we're going to talk this week about robert rodriguez's alita battle angel and i think we're not going to have much of a preamble here i'm coming in hot we're all coming in hot here kamala harris was just announced the vp Everything is chaos. Everything sucks. Let's get to the trailer. You told me the story of the war when the ground shook and the sky burned. Of the ones that survived. Who awoke to a different world. Where the powerful prey on the weak. But that's not the way it has to be. When I found you, your very human brain was miraculously intact. It's the loneliest feeling not to know who you are. In time, you'll remember. I remember black skies, the lightning all around me. Alita is new here. It's a harsh world down here. You gotta be willing to do what it takes. Alita, run! My God. She's the last of her kind. She contains technology that have been lost for 300 years. Let me show you something. This body, I feel a connection to it. I can't explain. You know more about me than you're saying. Alita, some things have been left forgotten. Okay, so to kick this off here... <laughs> Hold on, let Katie start. <laughs> I wanted to kick it off because I, I sent in the chat, I said, I wanted to know, in this horrifying... <laughs> Katie suggests this film, by the way. Just listeners, listen to this. Don't blame Katie. Don't let her get away with this. This gave us a lot to talk about, so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This also prompts a very important question for everybody here on the cast, and that is, if you had to replace one body part with a cybernetic or cyborg uh, body part, what would it be? Um... That is, I mean, this is the reader question. I mean, um, turkey jerky from Albuquerque sent this in. Uh, no. Um, oh, well, I mean, this is, I'll go first because this is kind of, this is kind of a slow ball for me. I want seven, I want seven vaginas. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad that that comic is coming back again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, the, the trans ones. Oh, gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Um, 
I would do, it would be tits, and I want Boom Azalea's to come out and just, like, do a blow up. <laughs> but, they also, they, but they also blow out the same amount of spit that <laughs> blows out. Like, they have, uh, they have, like, lacrimal glands COVID inside super them, and they're constantly producing moisture. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the COVID warrior. Um, you're, you're, oh, 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 you're day covid Taj. <laughs> Um, yeah, you brought this. You brought this on yourself again. Yeah, you, you asked the movie, question. And then you asked I, this question. Uh, I, uh, I'm just gonna play it safe and go with the robot hands, so I can play two guitars at once, like that one dude, and in the movie. That was pretty sick. That's one of the only sick. I mean, <laughs> the most. What are the only like, cool, like oh, cool things? Yeah, it's like oh, I like things. <laughs> go on, Matt. Um, What's your well, choice? Also. Like, uh, <laughs> you're too late uh, I didn't know anything about this movie I'm just saying uh, I didn't actually know I'm glad you picked good it or bad. Just, I anyway sorry go ahead, Matt. Um, I think I'm doing a full body replacement I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed <laughs> lately and I really love that whole hop skipping a jump up buildings that'd be pretty fun also everyone else in the film has that like a complete body replacement most people you just need your brain I guess yeah. I guess. Yeah. Maybe your ears. That's a bonus. Um, um I I don't know. If I could do if if we're going by this movie's standards that I'm not interested in much that's on the table. Uh, <laughs> but if we if we're talking like a if we're talking like a ghost in the shell style thing, like yeah, I would want a full I would want a full body replacement like the major, but I don't want to look like a I don't want to look like Chappie or a purple <laughs> bug woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, are you okay with? I, I don't live in eclipse so, states. I live in. Right how about now. Joe so Jonas's think... head on the top of a battle bot, which is what happens at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mary, you're, you're the most recent one of this. I think all of us had come up with internal analogies for what we think of this film, mm-hmm. and we'd like to pitch them to you as the accomplished, experienced, published author on the cast. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know who wants to go first with your analogy of like. What this film is. So, Alita Battle Angel is like what? Yes, like a simile? Or, or okay. whatever, yeah, whatever metaphor you want to use Mine's going to be longer than that, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Y'all, y'all go first, let me think. But yeah, okay. So yeah, yeah, you get to be the judge. We'll all be the pitch people. Um, well, I have one. I'm going to have one. I'm very yeah, but you're going to win. Right. That's the problem. Yeah, yeah, we can't let you know that, But you, you know. can, you know, it's fine. And the, this is like you, you be the judge along us less able people. <laughs> well, you should just get cybernetic <laughs> For your analogies, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I love uh, pizza. I love cinnamon rolls. And I love uh, deep fried, you know, um, calamari. And so what if I made a pizza... With cinnamon sugar crust and calamari and ranch dressing, because I like ranch dressing, that's would be the sauce of the pizza. And then cheese and feta cheese on top of that, because I like that too. Also, cheddar or sharp cheddar, because that's my favorite. Then gorgonzola cheese on top of that. And that's this film, a whole bunch of different flavors of things that you like that just all like don't quite mix together because some of them are not meant to go together. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, okay. I have a different take on this, uh, and I'm going to go off on a tangent. Um, so a few, maybe five years ago, um, I started speedrunning the video game Final Fantasy VII as a hobby. And in Final Fantasy VII, 
um, they have random encounters, as do many role-playing games. And to avoid the random encounters so you can play the game faster, the game has something called a step counter. So you need to do a technique called step counter manipulation, which means you take a certain amount of steps on each screen so that you avoid random encounters. Now, what this information about me tells you is A, um, I like Final Fantasy VII enough to find out to explain a lot of technical inside information and B 99% of people stopped listening to what I was talking about because they don't give a shit about Final Fantasy 7 and that's exactly what this movie is like it's like somebody really liked they clearly liked Battle Angel Alita enough to tell you all about what they like about it's 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 a small child in a van telling you about the pokemons they just caught and where they came from for 2 hours <laughs> that's my analogy it is long <laughs> um, movie is a lot like a lot of like say graffiti I see these days where the artists utilize a lot of negative space um, and that that's not what this movie was looking at I was just looking at the negative space though um, because I feel like all of the things they could have made good about it like they're, they were setting it up every time and then just letting it fall so um there's that and there's also the analogy that this movie is a turd <laughs> so is it a firm turd or like a soft one. turd i work with the dog here so i've had <laughs> lots of experience with gradation of turds alita alita battle angel is what you get <laughs> if metropolis and outlaw star have a baby and the baby <laughs> Is mostly crush levels of annoying. Like one of like one of the more disappointing Kennedy children. <laughs> <laughs> like like con- like con- you can't look. The away baby drives its car it's into con- a lake. <laughs> well, no, you can't look. You can't look away, and it's pretty confusing, and it's mostly harmless, but refuses to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. So. We also had an agreement in the group chat, which is, I think we all watch the movie at separate times, but um, the movie starts off and it's like, okay, all right, we're getting somewhere. This is fine. This could be cool. And then 27 minutes in. <laughs> it's the, the 27 to the mark. minute mark. To the mark. 22 to the minutes mark. in. Bert texts the group. 27, like, yeah. No, no, no. 22. It was 22 minutes in that you texted For me, the group. it was 20. Well, yeah, 22. You I was like, 22. this movie. I was oh, like, I hope this movie Ends up okay because it's Cause going like, fine so far. Yeah, it's going fine so far, and I was Stop like, just five, wait for it. And twenty-seven no minutes, like, and you're like, Whoa. Katie said. I, I think at twenty-seven minutes, I was half paying attention and half explaining to a friend why most people misunderstand Lolita, and it's actually a good book. <laughs> um, in keeping with the movie, um, so twenty-seven minutes. So it's not. That's the thing is, it's not even that horny. No, yeah, no, like, you thought it'd be. I it's think, I weirdly it'd be not. It's. But yeah. it's really not horny in a way that's almost more exactly. unwholesome. We're just like right, like in a Robert Rodriguez movie, like Lindsay Lohan like makes out with her mom right. in the fictional, like her diegetic mom. In oh the yeah, thing. And it's like for for Machete, and it's like okay, this is this is fun. Um, whereas like Alita gets touched on the forearm by a guy who looks like he's the heartthrob from a. Made from, from a street. He's a Joe Maze Jonas. He's, he's Nick he's Jonas. from a Maze Runner yeah. show. Like, gets touched on the forearm by Joe Jonas, and 
me and me, the lady who's like, let people piss on each other at Pride, whatever. It's like, I don't like this. I feel well, like I should have That also that. happens like an hour and a half into the movie. And then they're finally just talking about like, oh, do you like me even though I'm a full on robot? And I'm like, we're just now covering this ground. Like the movie just picks up the ball and throws it and then grabs another ball and then throws that ball. It's just, it's just constant, like half, half ball it's balls, just balls all the movie. So halfway through the movie, she's just like, I guess what I could do is play motorball and win it for you. So you could go to the city up there. I'm like, well, fine. Why not? We're not doing anything yet. <laughs> the thing, well, that's the thing. I want to speak, I want to speak positively about it because it does have like again those first twenty minutes had a lot of promise. This movie is like it's kind of a neat. What I appreciate about it, I think, is maybe perhaps a Robert Rodriguez take on cyberpunk. Like unlike every single movie that's been like color graded after the Matrix came out, this movie is warm and it's like it, it has this kind of like flavor to it that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. I don't think this movie is cyber. It's not really. I mean, I think it's like, but it's like has elements of that. I think, you know, like that sort of it like tries. Elements. It's not punk. That's has, the problem. It has elements of cyberpunk, but the themes it deals with are like I would make it. I would say that it is more like uh, like an like an Isaac Asimov story, but intensely drug-addled and weird. Well, not, not even, <laughs> you know, not like not even is, good drugs, is, just steroids. Like, yeah, one of the components of cyberpunk, I think, should be that a lot of the technologies that have disrupted humanity's kind of ability to socially relate to itself and for individual humans to relate to our own bodies without them being, like, commodified, um, should be pretty new. And that society is in, and that civilization is in a pretty like devastating transitional phase. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas this is after in that. Alita, yeah, in Alita Battle Angel, this is after that. Like this is this is technologically speaking, like five hundred years after whatever is going on in the Expanse. Yeah, you know? Well, but I think <laughs> there is elements though of that, like sort of like again they do this great job of showing a world with like cybernetics as sort of like a mundane thing. You talk about the guitar, the guy playing guitar with two hands. Um, this world has like such great, I guess he has three. Yeah. 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 Oh, such great textures to it. Um, and uh, Katie, I think you think... Thought, uh, when you talked about the negative space, like that really resonated with me because it's like, there's so much beyond the story that I want to look at. And they keep dragging me back to the story. And it's like, I don't give a shit about, hunter warriors and people with blade hands i want to go explore this awesome world out there i I will say there is a lot to be said for especially because this is a leftist podcast there is a lot to be said for a world in which the worker must (laughs) trade especially because so many of like it is it is framed in the movie as remarkable that Alita gets, like, an advanced body with enough haptic feedback for her to enjoy touch. Mm-hmm. And I remember something I thought, especially once you start seeing a lot of the, like, battle ball players or whatever, I remember thinking, not in a, like, <laughs> but I remember thinking, like, so this guy's, like, walking out with his, like, robo-arms around a bunch of women, but how do these people experience physical intimacy? How do they have sex? That, that in this world, to lift oneself out of poverty or even to survive... One must trade away 
access to like the most simple pleasures of like touching the flesh of another human being and having one's own flesh be touched. But um, but they do that in order for like, like I, I agree that's awesome. I think it's a really yeah challenging thing. But they it, the movie ruins this by making them trade away for the dumbest contrivance of the the uh, robo ball battles um, that possibly could exist. Okay. Yeah, the sense I got is that it's trying... I I haven't really... I've read, like, a little bit of Battle Angel Alita here and there, but the sense I got is that whoever made this, really, Robert Rodriguez or whoever, it's not James Cameron, but they, they really, really like uh, the original source material, and I feel like they felt like, I need to get everything from the source material in here so it's authentic. And then the problem is, it's like, well, yeah, but now we're info dumping flashbacks and and we're doing like individual serial comic book arcs in like your two hour <clears throat> movies so that the stakes keep bouncing around. And it's just nonsense. Like they're I, I but I felt like it was coming from a place of like trying to be true to things and yeah. just yeah. yeah to a fault. Yeah. Um, I mean, right down to like Zapan or whatever his name is. Um, he has the Blue Oyster Cult uh, logo on his forehead, which is exactly what the character in the comic has. The bad guy's named Destinova after a fucking Blue Oyster Cult lyric because the the guy who wrote the comics loves it so much. And I'm like, it's sort of the it's the JoJo thing where yeah. like, okay, well, you can't ever really translate this properly. <laughs> but I mean, the fact that like the 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 filmmakers went in or like. Put that Blue Oyster Cult logo on his head because that's the way it is in the comics. Like, clearly they like it, even though it's not really, like, quote-unquote sensible. But the movie spends the whole time explaining, like, hey, this is in the comics, so we have to explain it. It's like, you really don't. Just make the world, like, make a world I can live in as opposed to a world that I know every single possible detail about. Because, like, that's not interesting. Yeah. Um, Has anybody else read Battle Angel Alita? No, I haven't. Um, does Battle Angel Alita feature as much body horror as visual metaphor for the personal alienation of life under capitalism? I think so. Pretty sure it does, yeah. Also, I think it's cooler I'm, too. And we're and we're kind of dancing around it, but something that's going to live it. So something I should probably admit is that I managed to get this phobia under control in my late teens, but I have a real, I used to have a preoccupying phobia with like body horror, uh, and I mostly like got it under control, but I'm going to be honest, that image of like the doctor being eyeballs and a brain oh, yeah. and two intact hands and a heart in a suitcase, uh, is probably going to be living with me, for, living with me for a couple of days, and the fact that it's never addressed nope. again, and Alita doesn't even like pick up the briefcase and leave it, or at doesn't least like give didn't shit. have to put her out of her misery. Oh, <laughs> here she saved. Like I know the lady's kind of an asshole, but she saved your boyfriend. She does, does not, not care. She has no mouth, and she must scream. She wishes to look away, and she has no eyes. Doesn't matter. This movie's full oh, of that this, stuff. I'm and not, it's I'm not gonna be getting much sleep for the next couple of nights. This is a PG thirteen movie. This is like a nineties era PG thirteen where they were like, Oh, we get one usage of the word fuck and we're gonna work <laughs> our way 
around the blood and gore so we can make it as fucking disturbing as possible. Like, does the doctor in the suitcase thing like fuck anybody up uh, as much as it fucks? Oh me no! Up? Like when that, that <sighs> happened, and I saw that the that was the end of her character. I was like, wait, what? You did what to her? Yeah. Is that does that happen like, what, in the, the comics? The rest of her body is just the rest of her body is just in a what a medical waste dump. What? It was baffling. Like, screaming internally. Like, but ugh, I thought, actually, I remember when she, she Jennifer Connelly tries to like, she's going to walk out of the office and like, We've there's a, a lot noise. of Jennifer Connelly films, by the way. I just realized that. I mean, so, she's in a lot of sci-fi sick. films, but she's about to walk out of the office and there's like a noise and like a, recon, a recognition on the faces of the characters like she's going to die. And then they cut and I'm like. Why don't they just fucking show her dying? They show everything else in this movie, and then three scenes later, it's like, oh, because now she's a brain and eyeballs, and it's fucking terrifying. Like, we... <laughs> uh, there were horror movies in the 50s that were just, like, a whole movie exploring how scary that idea yeah, yeah. is. And Alita Battle Angel is just like... <laughs> one Moving on. Put it in there. You remember, you remember me? The bad... You remember me? The, the the cool mentor figure from Moonlight and also the bad guy from Luke Cage. Anyway, <laughs> I did this to a woman. This movie this movie turns <laughs> It was funny to, it was funny to me. I like This movie it. turns a dog into a blood puddle off screen and then she takes the blood and yes. puts it on her face. Yes. When that happened I was is like, wait, what's wait, going is on? That where her marks, is that where her marks yes. are from? She put them on her face. The manga? Oh no, not is I doubt where... it in the manga. It's possible, but I don't know. <laughs> that was like I I think it's just how her her cybernetic body is in the monk. I think like she has like the little bits of light that come through. Anyway. Yeah, no. Oh, Robert yes. Rodriguez like, what if we what if we had her get friends with a dog and we murdered the dog? Also, I really like even John Wick I really does that. Dumb looking. I really like dumb looking little terriers. I was really sad when that. Though. I'm normally not super like saccharine about like oh no the animals can't die in movies, but it's like a little. They did it on purpose. I, I yeah. usually hate those dogs, like, but this like happened. <gasps> fuck you! They're the best dogs. <laughs> they're the um, it was. I bet you like golden retrievers. No, or fuck some that shit. shit. Um, <laughs> so, so, anyways, but the dog dies, and the, yeah, l- listener, you've seen the the cover or the 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 posters, whatever. It's all you know, these like lines across her cheeks, like almost it's like dog paint. blood. It's a dog's it's blood dog that blood. just it's got fucking dog blood. mushed in front of her, and she's <laughs> like, "I will take this dog's blood, and it will become yeah. my battle cry. <laughs> this is my fight song." As she <laughs> fucking like dog. kills people, with <laughs> dog blood just like in her face. Do you think Alita the Battle Angel had girl power? <laughs> <laughs> do you think she was exercising her girl power? Uh, do you think she was exercising her girl power? When she uh, took part in uh, Martian assaults on the soccer characters. Okay, let's let's talk about this. Okay, so one of my favorite reviews of um, Star Wars and the, the, the new sequel films. And this, the, there's a point to this. I swear, who amongst us has not Star Wars? The, there's a point. To this. <laughs> um, I think it was Sean T. Collins. He talked about how one of the cool things about Star Wars, the the first trilogy, and even the prequels to an extent, is you go into these movies. And you see, like, little bits of a galaxy. And every time you finish the film, it feels like the galaxy is bigger than when you came to it. And the sequels, that actually felt like the opposite. That it felt like the world was smaller at the end of each one as, like, characters were killed off or that, like, things happened and, like, 
the world just sort of contracts and all the only things that matter are just these few characters yeah and that's what this film kind of feels a little bit like like it tries to like contract this world like the world is too small like that hugo is both the love interest and then also this like motorball fan and also this he's also guy kind of with the bad guys and, yeah. yeah like like each character has, has, does too much where like it's not super relevant like hugo alone with this idea of like i want to get ahead and he doesn't have to be that guy that's like killing dude, people dude it, an it just, hour so much an hour and 40 minutes into this two-hour movie they created the stakes that he was framed for murder like, I was like, how is this movie going to end? We have 20 fucking minutes left, and we're just now creating, like, the fucking end arc of the movie. Like, the third act. I was baffled. I was like, what are they going to end? You, you, yeah. Well, Go ahead. I will say that the, the, I'm, I'm in agreement, and I think that the thing that makes the original Star Wars, if you go back and you analyze it, um, out of everything, like, it, it's a well-executed film, because, uh, Every every successful ma- male director in Hollywood has like a good lady editor mm-hmm. behind him, pegging him. Um, so it's just a it's just a good film in general, sure. um, and well executed. But the thing that makes Star Wars, I think, the thing that really cemented it in people's minds is the cantina scene, um, and especially because this is pre EU. You get to the cantina scene, and it presents you with all of this wacky shit. Yep all of this wacky shit after already presenting you with some wacky shit and then it proceeds to tell you nothing about the space satan and the walrus man and the little bat astronaut and then it's like and here's and, i can tell and you continues well, all those characters are it's by like, the way yeah well yeah now same. you can but, but then it presents you with like here's a wookie what's a wookie fuck you and there were hints of that at the beginning yes. of this movie like the guy playing the guitar with three hands yeah. where i was like oh oh but yeah um I think there's a version of this movie that could have been that. Um, I think I think had Robert Rodriguez maybe had faith that this could have been made into a series, uh, or maybe taken some notes from like maybe actually like taken some notes from how uh, the Japanese do these things, um, and just done like an OVA where maybe like one or two story arcs are condensed into a movie, um, and sort of let the setting breathe and given us some cantinas i'm not sure if I it's bob rod or if it's james cameron's fault i feel like the screenplay is just so overwritten like it's it, oh, and yeah. you, somebody mentioned avatar and, it's, and the minute the minute i got to the credits like screenplay by james cameron like everything magically fucking clicks into place it's like this movie's yeah but none of it was underwater there i was know a, no 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 there was a scene there was there a, was a scene where they got into the the ship. She had to go down nope. to the bottom of the lake, oh, and yeah. yeah. But 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 you can tell just it's Jim so. Cameron loves to get wet, overwritten, and he loves his he loves his the proles take over the the harsh stick. I mean, that's the best thing about him. Yeah, but like it's if this was just yeah, it's like you said if if they let the plot the story breathes and just gave you room to figure things out. The 27 minute mark, by the way, we referenced earlier is when it turns into an action. It almost feels like a superhero movie. The, oh, the moment, the worst yeah, ways. Is that the moment when she starts whipping ass yes. in the alleyway. Yes. Yeah. That's the moment that I was like, what? She kicked that. She kicked that whole woman's head yeah, off. So that makes you really yeah, think. Was, <laughs> well, not even just what? that, but it's like the guy that brought her back to life is now Batman. Yeah. 
What, what, what did Doctor Ito design his daughter's body for? Like, holy shit, that girl, little girl's body could kick some ass. Also, the big guy, and this movie's this movie's uh, this movie's sense of propriety is so vexing because people are being dismembered and dogs are being killed and body horror is being done left and right. But when the big guy enacts menace on Alita, like don't get me wrong, I don't want rape menace in the robot movie. Although, listen, I've seen a lot of anime from the 80s and 90s. Um, <laughs> ask me about Ninja School. Oh, sometime. Lord. Um, but he's like, but there's all this, like, gut-wrenching body horror, and then the big scary robot man is like, Little Flea, I'll bet you don't even have goo power. <laughs> <laughs> He has the worst lyric, the worst uh, lyrics. He has the worst uh, lines in this movie by far. Like, just let him say "bit." Let him say "bitch." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's gonna get cut in half. Let him say "bitch" so I can enjoy it. Um. Yeah, like I do. I he even kills the dog. He could do the line. I didn't even mind the action you know? scenes that much. It's just that the. the they're super weightless. Yeah, yeah. They're weightless. They're weightless, but the point at which it turns, at least like they try to work in set piece things. The point, of, the problem is, is the 27 minute mark, the movie is not an action movie. It is like a drama kind of sci-fi thing. And you're like, okay. And or then it's it just. It's called Alita Battle Angel. Well, it can, it can be your Alita <laughs> Battle Angel or your Alita Battle Devil. But, oh. um, it. Love is a love is a battlefield. Exactly, but it just flips. It just flips a switch, and now fucking Doctor Ito is Batman, and we have the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. We're doing a fucking comic book movie, and I'm like, fuck, this sucks. Like, I don't want this. Have like, you seen um, Richard Rod- or not Richard, um, Robert Robert Del Toro's Pacific Rim? I yes. don't want to. I will for this show, but I don't okay. want to. So, so this is the thing. I think that's a good example. Like, I'm not. I'm not interested in that. Fucking hype I'm so to shit. fucking hyped for Pacific Rim. But I think that that's a good example of it's a the film that uses CGI in a weight full way. Like like yeah. in Pacific Rim, all these fights well, have like weight to them, and there's like reactions. And this is it, it lacks so, the really. It's maybe, maybe really quick. Oh, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. I was a, I was an artist in high school and still draw some and am an art and animation nerd. Uh, and I can I can explain why this is uh, and it is an indictment of Robert Rodriguez uh, because this is um, who who here has seen the animations from uh, recent art system works games like Guilty Gear, Hazard, yeah. Revelator, or like Dragon Ball Fighters, um, and how those are but they look good in exactly the way that, like, good 2D anime do. Um, The reason for that is that CG is cheaper than traditional animation and puppetry and stuff, Uh, not because, like, paper or puppets or, like, claymation dolls are themselves expensive. The machines to do all these things and process all these videos are very expensive. It's because the animation software allows you to automate. Um, a lot of what's going on and in Pacific Rim and in like Arc Systems Works games uh, and in some of the better very recent like anime that you CG um, they turn off a lot of the automation features and they limit themselves to a certain number of frames per second and they they don't just set a starting point and an ending point for a part of the animation rig um, and let the 
and let the software kind of smooth the movement from place to place, they actually use a lot of the principles of animation, which, if you're unfamiliar, there's like splashing and shrink frames, there's anticipation, there's key frames and key poses that like give animation weight and appeal. You have to stretch, like, it's like those frames, if you've ever seen those frames from Aladdin where Aladdin looks like a jelly bean freak, um, it's that those, as part of an animation, um, give a character like weight and flow and appeal. Um, in a way that a computer automating the process can't. Um, and so CG is still cheaper and can put out a better product than hand-drawn animation because it allows you to just kind of, like, keep things on model mm-hmm. and, like, turn you figures around. You need to animate around. each frame. It's just the model's already there. You don't need to animate each frame, you, but you do need to go in and, like, create frames that are malleable enough that you can squash and stretch them and, like, and, like, make certain parts of them bigger. Like, one of the things they do in Arxis is they make it so that characters' body parts can be, like, inflated, so that they look as if... so that they have more forced perspective on them than you can normally get um, from a 3D model. Uh, so basically, Pacific Rim puts in the work, um, and Battle Angel Alita is kind of lazy and relies, like a lot of CG, relies... The, the VFX artists, I assume, were working very hard, but were not given enough money or enough time. I'm not saying they are yeah. lazy, but you know what I mean? Um, it is a it is a consequence of laziness, and now you know a little bit more about why you tend to prefer uh, two-dimensional animation over CG than hopefully you did a moment ago. Well, and, and in parallel of that, um, when they were um, one of my former favorite film casts, um, they did a review of Gemini Man. Which was um, the Will Smith? <laughs> Bye-bye, man. No, it was the Will Smith film that um, <laughs> John Woo had filmed at 120 frames per second, and it was meant to be filmed that way. And what happens is, we are so accustomed to special effects and things happening in 24 frames per second, or you know the whatever the standard is, that when you crank up to 120 frames per second. All of a sudden, all the special effects look way worse because you can see every single frame, every single resolution of like the fake window getting blown out and, and things like that. That's why they don't have the lights turned up at bars. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm operating lower frames per second during those bar situations. I mean, the CG is not great, but I think my bigger problem with the action in this movie is that. Like, there's no matter. stakes ever. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. And anytime an action scene breaks out, it's like. It feels like not just me, but the movie is saying, well, I guess we're going to do this. Like, it's just so like, like she goes into a bar. She literally just joined the bounty hunters. Yeah, she just joined the bounty hunter guild. She walks into a bar and says like, hey, everybody, let's all join together. I'm a bounty hunter and you are too. And, And nobody's like. Yeah, you just joined weirdo. And then and then they all fight from uh, Mean Girls. She doesn't even go to this school. Exactly. <laughs> Nobody even mentions it. And the guy with the pretty face, who, by the Japan. way, I will, never yeah. stop, I will never stop experiencing Schadenfreude that that guy was like, he was on Game of Fucking Thrones as Dario Naharis, a character who is very important in A Song of Ice and Fire and is kind of There's a no such favorite thing. and is like very important. <laughs> None of them are important, stuff. but they, go on. That he was, but that he was on that yep. show, the show that has not necessarily made careers, but will be giving these people royalty checks for the rest of their lives. And he went, 
no, mate, it's not autistic. We fulfill it no, enough. No, no, I'm gonna go. No, no, no. Your, I'm gonna go beyond Deadpool. No, no, <laughs> right? You know what yeah, actually I'm happened? I'm gonna go beyond Deadpool, right? And then I'm gonna do Battle Angel a week. No, no. You know what happened? No. What happened? So they they recast his character <laughs> because he was too pretty. Dario Nahoris is pretty. But they wanted to look more like John Snow. But he was too pretty. That's want the problem. To, he was prettier than Cat uh, or Kit um, Harrington. And I have so no idea like, what y'all are talking. Well, okay, Kit Harrington looks like he doesn't. Know Anybody how to at read. home who is like Bert and hasn't watched Game of Thrones has no idea what they're talking about. That's what this movie feels like the whole time. People just talking about fucking erms and and uh, oh, ever since the Great War happened, and uh, now we're gonna go and uh, join the bounty hunters guild that exists because they have the big cords that go up into the city in the sky, and you're just and like the motorball. Fuck off, the motorballs. The the first time they also, showed motorball in this movie, did it was forget how helicopters work. <laughs> I feel like they're like, oh, you can only get up well, there by climbing the cables. You have to do a full body cybernetic replacement. Well, they like, don't have guns. <laughs> they don't have guns, so they can't have helicopters. Inspector Gadget was killed. Mayor, Inspector Gadget was killed three years ago. Gadget helicopter. <laughs> fucking the the fucking Doc Ito picks up his fucking fedora and a big fucking copter <laughs> blade comes up. <laughs> <laughs> You can punch a man built like a Sherman tank so hard that his dick explodes and just punch the ground and you will go up high enough to be in the city in the sky. You just sky. punch the earth downwards and you rise into space. <laughs> yeah, that's physics. I played, I played out of Wilds or out of Wilds or whatever it's called. I know how gravity works. That is how it works. Okay, and then the main. I played, I played Skyrim before it was batched. I've been hit by a giant. I know speaking of video games, speaking of video games, the first time the motorball thing happens on the TV, they're like watching it, and he's like, "Don't watch that." I was like, "I can't tell if that's." If that's e-gaming, or those are supposed to be real in the world of this movie, like I can't tell if that's people <laughs> yes. playing Dota or like those are real people <laughs> in robot costumes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it takes it. I mean, it hits the blunt. Uh, hits the blunt. Remembers a Black Mirror episode. I might wave these no. sports. A regular, a regular sports. Who's old? sports, mate. <laughs> what if Alita Bat Angel, Battle Angel like? She just used her cyborg hands to play Dota extremely fast, and that's how she got all the money to send Joe Jonas to the city of the sky. (laughs) So, so apparently, like the the highest class of citizens are the motorball champions or motorball players, whatever, (laughs) in this city, Mm -hmm. and they all want to get to Zalem. And the whole point of this is that you like you get to go to Zalem, which is basically heaven, you know, comparatively. Norton, not the best actor in the world, but <laughs> I okay. Hey, you don't know, but the, but the, here's the thing: what, why wouldn't he just change the rules if Alita is so good at it? And like he's, she's going to get up there, keep, just like mm, they keep nah, I don't want to honor this agreement. That's stupid. Destinova can like go into people's bodies and talk for them and say things and see things, but he like keeps hiring these jokers to kill her for. <laughs> God knows, fuck oh, all reason. That's You're his, gonna get me this Joker's trick. I have a question for Katie. Yes. Mm-hmm. How do you think this movie would be different if it had been directed by Paul Verhoeven? <laughs> more titties for sure. <laughs> definitely, uh, definitely more titties. Um, I, I mean, you know, how, like you were watching some of the the cyborg people, and like they're <laughs> yeah, basically. Sorry. I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> 
would you put skin on the outside of I'm just Why? thinking it's, Alina gets like plugged into like the URM body and she just grows like three boobs. She's a little bit older than we thought she was. <laughs> It's, it's giving her how she subliminally, subliminally thinks of herself, and you look and down, like, and, she's just like, and, she's a, and you look down, and she's a furry. Uh, she's a tail. And she goes, she goes, you know, she has nine tails, and she sits up, and she goes, you know, like, you know, and like, falls in the air, and winks at the doctor, and they just turn her off. So the answer is much better film. That's the answer. <laughs> um... Wow. <laughs> she, she gains the ability to bore all the opponents. <laughs> Man, they can have shit on Mars. Oh, um... Oh, that's okay, that's the part. She becomes so, a giantess and everybody starts sweating. That's the thing. Her body's supposed to look all, like, nanofibers and shit. And I'm just like, well, if they're nanofibers, then, like, when her boyfriend's about ready to fall off the rope, she could just make her arm longer and just like stretched out. And, like, no, take him up and no. save Nick, him. And Nick like, Jonas, Nick Jonas must die. Nick Jonas must die. And also, he couldn't just get chopped up by the big thing. He had to like jump over it and then fall off. So he gets chopped up and then fall off again. Also, why? Why? <laughs> so from a right, okay. So from a writing perspective, <laughs> what you want, what a good story is. Is a is a like Matryosh? I think that's what it's called, a Matryoshka doll, where you start with the doll intact but wrong, and then the doll progressively falls apart until the midpoint, and then the doll starts getting put back together correctly. If that makes sense, you have a big problem, and in the way of solving that big problem is a slightly, or you have like a yeah. a nested series of problems. Right. Um, and there needs to be an economy to you do this, and then because of that, this. And this is like really basic stuff, and I don't even necessarily think plot's that important, unless you're making a big James Cameron movie. Yeah. yeah. Plot's not especially important. Dan Harmon, but Dan Harmon does talk about this, and I think if you want, if you care about plot, Dan Harmon is worth listening to. Um, and there's just so much stuff that is the plot equivalent of, like, the way Hideo Kojima writes dialogue, where it's like, you could have... You have completely abandoned the concept of economy, and you could have accomplished this... Simpler, with, like, yeah. one-fifth the effort. So, yeah. like, just let him fucking die. If he's yeah, going to die... If the point is that he's going to die and Alita can't save him, and his death gives her the resolve to right. fight, save yourself 20 fucking minutes... And let him get greased let in the Zipan church. Let Zapan kill him. Yeah, let him get greased in the church. Why do that and then solve... The, like, no, you have to give him a robot. Yeah, you have to give him a robot body so you yeah. can have him almost die again and then actually die again. Like, they have to just keep... Yeah, like the, and that works in Mongo or a TV right. show because there's it's like cereal. a constant up and yeah. down of the states. But in a movie, like, you don't. You don't have. It's. It feels like in Metal Gear Solid Three when they explain CQC fifteen fucking times. It's like okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's gonna die. And okay. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This movie is constantly pinballing, and I feel like it's because it's trying to do what the exact comics did. I haven't read 
the comic series, but I get the feeling that's what's going on. Like, I felt like they were like, this happened in the comics, so we have to do it here. It's like, yeah, but comics are serial. They're released, like, you know, 18 to 24 pages at a time, and they put cliffhangers on page turns and at the ends of the issues. You can't do that in a movie, or it's just like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, I feel like there should be commercial breaks and shit. Um, it was also feeling like, it's almost like an RPG. Yes, it felt like, like a video oh, game. She She leveled up. She found this new super suit of armor that gives her plus 10 dexterity to all things and plus 30 resistance yeah oh new skill unlocked you've learned uh, plus five panzer, plus five boobs panzer Dragoon. yeah or panzer panzer or panzer kunst yeah panzer kunst you yeah. now know uh you can now use your special ability you, you know kung fu to <laughs> deal three march three fatal damage to any two opponents in the same arena space as you and your boobs leveled up and now you're a real girl <laughs> that happened I mean, listen, that does happen. I'm for sure. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I got the impression this whole thing was leading to a sequel. And funnily enough, like, in keeping with the style of the movie, which feels like somebody reading a Wikipedia page at you, um, I went <laughs> to the Wikipedia and read about the sequel. And the the text here is so fitting for this exact film that I want to read it. Uh, on February 6, 2019, they announced they had plans for Battle, Battle Angel 2, 2 in the future. The casting of Edward Norton in a non-speaking role was intended to be set up for the sequel, blah, 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 blah. In April 2020, Christoph Waltz stated that he had not heard any he had not heard any discussions about a potential sequel to the film and thought the possibility was unlikely following Disney's acquisition of 20th Century Fox as it may not fit in with the Disney brand. That's exactly what this feels like. A bunch of fucking corporations taking something with a soul and just fucking pummeling it into, into dirt. Fuck it. We're making a movie. We're, we need action scenes and we need CGI and we need... Ugh, fuck. Know, this, made, this made me miss the Scarlett Johansson Ghost in the Shell movie. Damn. <laughs> like, long for it or like you didn't get to see it because you were watching this? <laughs> no! I, I mean, I watched it. And it was not as visually interesting as this. I will say this was very visually interesting and I think this had more ideology um which i would still love to talk about i would still love to like really dwell on uh body horrors metaphor for uh, late capitalist uh, alienation but i do think that ghost in the shell the scarlet johanssoning was a more competent film and it also had beat takeshi in it who's the light of my life and the fire of my loins <laughs> i feel like in either case he's, though he's in either case it's like that didn't need to happen. We didn't need an American need live action version of either of these great anime no. manga properties. Like, are they still doing the live action Akira movie? I'm sure they're working on that as we speak. And like, I don't even like Akira that much. We've done it for the show, but like, you know, I mean, I already know the answer. It's because money. But like, you really just That's don't need to do that. Uh it's probably not even for money. It's probably not even because they think the movie itself will make money. It's probably because some studio snapped up the rights to Akira a long time ago. That's what um, make and it. They need to. They need to have done something with it so that they can uh, continue having the rights in the perpetuity. That's why Spider Man is like fridge like fourteen Uncle Ben. That's even more depressing than the actual answer. Like that's just twenty twenty world. It's like the actual, like it's capitalism, baby. Yeah, but, like, me being like, well, it's capitalism, they need to make money, and then the actual answer being like, well, they're not even interested in making money, they just want to hold <laughs> yeah. on to the properties, so they just shovel out shit for people, is, like, yeah. even more depressing. Like, 
I call it I call it crapitalism because I'm not a big fan wow, of that. That's a good one. <laughs> wait till Tom really wait till good. Tom Friedman gets a hold of this. He'll be so upset. <laughs> Which character in this movie do you all think is Kamala Harris? Ooh. Um, well, she lacks the... the ambition to be a um, neon. What's his name? Oh, definitely Zapan. Mm-hmm. Definitely Zapan. It's one of the bounty hunters because yeah, those yeah, are the yeah. cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zapan for sure. Zapan, knock it, lock it in. She's not a Gruishka. She's smarter than that, but she yeah is completely arrogant and hubristic. Although uh, I kind of like this is the bigger Zipan, question. This so is the bigger question. You know. Which character is Elizabeth, is Elizabeth Warren? Ooh. Uh, I think it's Hugo. Who sucks out the most? Well, I, I know that Pete Pete is the big guy because he kills a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Correct. Oh my god. Oh, then, then Liz Elizabeth must be Warren. the dog guy because he has all the dogs. The dog guy. <laughs> all the big, all the, all the big, big <laughs> <laughs> all the big, all the big cybernetic terror bailies. <laughs> oh God! Also, really quick, uh, I will say that Marshala Ali is one of my favorite currently working actors. Great. Uh, he's really, really fucking good. He has nothing to do. Um, and he's, he's even good in this with nothing, really cool with nothing to do. He's, he's good. A really in cool this. guy. Like you listen, you listen to him in interviews, and he's like, he's like down. He's like a comrade. I mean, I love this for him. I love that he's following the the Pat Oswalt school of like, well, you just take you take the fucking work, you, you take you take the you take the Luke cages and the and the Alita battle angels so that you can do the moonlights, you know, uh, so that you can do the moonlights in season three of True Detectives, uh, and I love that for him. But also just like knowing what a talent he is, and that he's just fucking wasted. On I mean, the only film. thing he gets to do is his eyes get to change to blue and he gets to pretend to not care and honestly that's probably the best acting in the movie so and he gets to pretend to be edward norton yeah i mean he does a good job he when he gets killed i'm like (laughs) geez he didn't even get to die like the, the real person that's pretty interesting something interesting happened in the movie Woo! well also feels like that sort of um the way a movie when it's trying to set up a sequel very badly ends up not making this the real protagonist and just give you like one that that will die and that will feel satisfactory so you can have like the next bigger bad in the next film antagonist yeah 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 antagonist sorry i know what you mean it, it's it's a very like buffy the vampire slayer feeling which is an awful show that nobody should watch it's terrible mm-hmm. i agree i think everybody was just like is everybody okay with that <laughs> <laughs> um katie what did you think of the movie <laughs> I think that for a like futuristic anime type robot fighting movie, they made it so boring. I just not care. And also, perhaps the most striking thing um, is the idea of like all this advanced technology and the ability to like replace body parts, albeit usually for the sake of capitalism. Um, that everyone would be straight. Yeah. And also sick. Yeah. Like snoozers. <laughs> wow. This is just like, I cannot believe in a techno future where it's just the straights. It's weirdly like not, 
I, I think I touched on this, but like, yeah, an hour and 20 minutes in, he's like, oh, can you feel this? And then like, they're doing the touch scene or whatever, which is very James Cameron. And then she's like, are you sure you're okay that I'm a cyborg? I'm like, man, that's just like, you spent a whole movie where they obviously like, like have the hots for each other. And nobody even kind of considers like, it's a bunch of robot people where like the sexual and romantic implications of this. It just never even really... But it's also a movie where the it's also a story and a movie where the artist and the director are like, isn't it cool watching a very waifishly pretty oh. woman just be like pulled apart like a fucking Twizzler? Oh, I'm telling you, the <laughs> you minute know? like I think that's what the makes minute it. she's like, oh, what am I like three hundred years old? And he's like, yes. I'm like, oh fuck, they had yeah, it's like a playing fight it's like we're playing they had to put the waifu again. line in the movie like it's okay everybody i'm not really a minor because i'm a 300 year old robot it's like oh fuck like why why though <laughs> well the, the ironic thing though is like um i was looking at the actors ironically um rosa salazar who plays alita is like 10 years older than hugo of course uh which is interesting. That's not usual. No, I mean, the but they gave her huge, gigantic bug eyes. Anime and, eyes. Yeah, yeah. And, and made her act like a child. You know, it's not so much like, you know. And she does a actual- great job in the film. I, I do want to like say yeah. like, her performance is great. Christoph Waltz is awesome. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is great. No, they're it's just the material there for like most of these people is just not. Yeah, there. I guess what I was saying is like, like I had an argument on Twitter a little while back. Don't, I, I don't, Hugo, don't recommend that, by the way. But uh, Hugo is just right for his material. Just right. The actor is yeah, just right yeah, for yeah. his material. Um, but I had an argument about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they, somebody had a fucking fan cam video of the girl that gets in Brad Pitt's car. And I'm like, yeah, she's like ostensibly a minor in the movie. Like, that's the whole purpose of the scene is that she's trying to like sexually seduce him and she's like 16 or something. And then immediately there's also, a dude in my uh, mentions like... Well, the actress is twenty two. I'm like, fuck out of here, like you fucker. But also the, but also the character. And so listen, this is going to be a little bit messy. One of the things I liked about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that the Brad Pitt's character is like one of the things that cements him as like he's a fucked up, weird, and bad guy. But one of the things that is meant to make him relatable for all of the rumors right. about him is that he's in the car. And she is coming on to him, and there is, I don't think it's unreasonable to say there is in fact, there is in fact a, uh, it is in fact true that there are probably instances where people should, like, ask to see someone's ID. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he does ask, and she indicates that she is a minor, and he's like, Okay, well, I'm just yeah, no, for sure. Again. My problem is the guy making yeah. the fan cam A and B fucking oh, Tarantino yeah. freaking out over her pities the entire fucking movie. Like, yeah, oh, like yeah, it's that. it's one thing when you when you put the text in and then the directorial subtext. And again, like this movie is like honestly mostly non-sexual. It's just weirdly almost asexual the entire movie. And then like. Uh, bam, we're doing lines about her being 300 years old, which to me is code for, yeah. guess what, everybody that loves fanfic, get your fucking shit in, you know, that's like, it's just fucking creepy. And 
and she is and she is also again lovingly depicted being pulled oh, yeah. apart like fucking saltwater cat. I mean, that makes sense with a Tarantino, like I don't know what you'd call him, apprentice. Yeah, I've, I've friend. I've seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've seen whatever the whatever the car battle movie was. Uh, Project Kill. The Kurt Russell movie Death where proof. there's like four late. That was yeah. Tarantino. Oh, Death Proof. Death, Death proof, proof and um, Project Kill was Rodriguez. Death Proof and yeah. the, the film is called Death Proof, I think, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, they, were, they were both yeah, the Grindhouse the thing one. that Tarantino Grindhouse, did. Yeah, Grindhouse is the film. There's Death also proof the film. one with the lady who has a machine gun for a that's, leg. That's that's. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, that's, Proj- that's Project Kill. That's Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. One does. One does. One one is left with the impression that Robert Rodriguez and his friend don't like women much. Uh, and his friend Quentin Tarantino are find the idea of the female body being devastated just slightly erotic. Interesting. I mean, it's fine because you can just replace their bodies with with bigger bodies, and yeah, with yeah, other with women. other women's bodies. You can just take their heads <laughs> off and put them on. This isn't creepy at all. It's normal. They're cyborgs. I'm it's directing normal. a PG thirteen movie for children. Yeah, I'm directing a PG-13 movie for children where the 300-year-old teenager's uh, breasts break and <laughs> let us know that she is older than she was. <laughs> <laughs> she's letting she's letting us know how she subconsciously sees herself and she just Fuck. <laughs> she, she turns into uh <laughs> she turns into just a controlled <laughs> making, making making that face you're the one where Tails is just kind of like looking haunted staring out of the screen why do you why do you bring up all the cursed internet things it's always oh god you should make a movie <laughs> Man, <laughs> why she was born in it <laughs> I'm just imagining Meredith making a movie and it all being like lick my boy like all just fucking it's a YouTube poop but a movie you didn't see the goat see until you were a man <laughs> um, I think that if I were going to make a movie it would be like a, what was that movie like 8 million um, it, it, would be, it would be like that when he's trying to find Goatsy <laughs> oh man <laughs> like you see, he he does he gets like a he lemon party is your ally. Image. He finds the highest revolution resolution image of Goatsy ever, and like zooms in on it and sees a name engraved on Goatsy's wedding band and realizes that it's his grandmother. It's fucking name. it's fucking <laughs> Michael Haneke's cachet, but all the videos that the family gets are swap dot avi. <laughs> <laughs> So that's a uh, Alita Battle Angel. Uh, Katie, I have a I have a question that's slightly different than the question you asked at the beginning. What is a modification that you would not choose to get for yourself, but that you think your bosses would make you get that would make you better? <laughs> uh, because again, I think that's the kind of the only super interesting thing about the movie. Um, probably uh, like the fingers. From actually the Ghost in the Shell anime, mm-hmm. the typing ones like that. I, yeah, like the typing ones. Um, 
or I don't know, probably not, honestly. Um, I mean, it's NASA, so hopefully they'll just take my brain and put it into a rocket, and then I can be the world's horniest rocket. <laughs> Do they have boss-mandated like, implants? I'm, I, I'm not enough. I, I need to become pure phallus. I mean, they, so your boss doesn't literally make you get forklifts for <laughs> arms, but one imagines the implication is there's no... The safety standards at your workplace do not take soft human flesh into account, and, like, there are so many quadruple amputees just, like, in this city, um, and, like, the battle ball thing, like, one gets the impression that you don't have to be modified to work But here, it helps. It's just all it people with extendable necks working in green silos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to keep them from dying with exactly. grain and crap. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Where can we find you on social media? I'm um, at Refreshing Time and at Coriolis Music. I'm doing a live set on the 23rd of August, which you won't hear because this episode won't come out till fucking November. <laughs> I think it should come out. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be like the week of the 26th. Well, that's me though. Who wants to go next? <laughs> Somebody, is there is there anime weed fart sixty nine in the chat? <laughs> oh, I had to go next, sir. Uh, I'm at anime weed fart sixty nine. I am at uh, mayor underscore squared m e r underscore squared on Twitter dot porn, um, the site for making posts and Twitch. Wait, Twitch and yeah. Twitch. Yeah, I've been Twitch streaming. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, M underscore S underscore Nelson. Follow the cast, second star cast at Twitter and gmail.com. Uh, next week, we should tell you we're going to watch a movie Pacific Rim. Oh. If you haven't seen it, Burr. Oh, hell yeah. I don't want to see Pacific Rim. <laughs> It's really good. Pacific Rim is like what I was hoping this movie would be, which would be like, I'm not, ex- I'm not expecting a we can, amazing We can watch line. it if you want to get back into Bert hating things. I might not hate it. Bert, listen. Bert, listen. Mm. Bert, listen. It's fine. I feel like weirdly I hate fun. considering that I'm... <laughs> yeah, I feel... But I feel like our case dovetails okay. pretty nicely. Um, I'm just nicer about the things I don't like right. usually. Um, I think you will like Pacific Okay. It's Guillermo, it's Guillermo del Toro. Have you ever not liked a Guillermo yes. del Toro movie? Which one? Um, Hellboy 2, I think. Hellboy. Hellboy. The first one. Oh, okay. The, I think that those are his weakest movies. I only saw P.S. Uh, this, this movie also totally ripped off also, that scene in Hellboy 2. More importantly, with yeah. the, the, the More importantly I hate giant robots. I don't really care about them. Oh. What? I just don't care. <laughs> I don't give a shit about big robots. Get, like, get, get the fuck out. Exactly. <laughs> get... Get into get into robots. Um, That's exactly why I don't like them. <laughs> Other suggestions? I like to. I realize that it's nice to have a a what's coming next thing as a way for people to like watch those. I want to watch. I want to watch Tetsu. Well, okay. Are you are you going to recommend Tetsu? Oh, holy fuck! No, 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 no. I mean, maybe. But first, <laughs> who here has seen Wild Zero? My my listen. One of my favorite. I have films not on the seen Wild, Wild Zero. Zero. Has anyone else seen Wild Zero? This is, this no. doesn't have look like a sci-fi it? film. Have you s- I was going to suggest Attack so the it, Block. This sounds it like has aliens. It has aliens in it, and 
I mean, if we're going to watch Wild Zero, that means we get to watch, like, Rikio and stuff. I'm fine with that, you know, but... Wild Zero is, I'm sure you have seen the clip of, there is, like, a Japanese, like, Yankee punk with, like, the pompadour and the jacket, and he's, like, crying in a bathroom saying, like, oh, no, she can't be a guy, and then all of a sudden a rock and roll apparition appears in front of him named Guitar Wolf and says, Ace! Love knows no borders, nationalities, or genders, and screams rock and roll, and then says "Hachime" and disappears. Um, wow! Is Wild Zero. Um, yeah. So next week we're gonna watch Wild Zero. We'll okay. Catch you all then. Okay.